The opinions expressed in the following paid program do not necessarily represent those of WJZ AM 1300, CBS Radio, its employees and sponsors. This is AHA Business Radio, creating AHA moments for business, by business, and about business, providing opportunities to discover information to help you run your business and guide your decision-making. The more you know, the better decisions you make. AHA Business Radio is produced by Alan Hirsch Advisors. For more information, log on to ahabusinessradio.com. To join in tonight's conversation, call 410-481-1300. Now, here's your host for AHA Business Radio, Alan Hirsch. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's show. My guest this evening is Catherine Pugh, uh, Maryland State Senator and a Democratic uh, candidate for mayor of Baltimore City. Uh, I always like to ask, start my show by asking everyone this question because it really, it's something that's very important to me. What motivates you to get up in the morning and go to work? Particularly the fact that you're after this new job as mayor of the city and leaving the Senate where you've been a great contributor to now become mayor of Baltimore City? Well, this is my dream job. So I get to get up every day and do what I think is great and best for the citizens that I serve. I've done that for a decade as it relates to being a state senator. But I think for me, it's always been about uh, taking on challenges and uh, being excited about whatever is before you. You know, what people don't know is that I actually started out as a banker. And uh, I really enjoyed the field. Uh, but then I went on to the Council of Equal Business Opportunities to help minorities start their own businesses. And then I worked for one of the greatest mayors of all time, William Donald Schaefer. And so I've, I've had a variety of experiences, dean and director of Strayer Business College, own my own business, a public relations firm, have uh, written three children's books, 70,000 in the public school systems and daycare centers throughout the city of Baltimore, working on a baby clothing line. So I've had quite a bit of experience, and I tell people that everything that I've done to this point has prepared me for this moment. So I get up every day excited to meet the challenges of the day. Well, thank you for that. So where do you want – so you've taken the challenge, and everything you say you've done is to become mayor. So why do you want to become mayor? Well, let me just say, um, I was, I'm was i majority leader of the Senate. Right. So I did not see this opportunity coming back towards me. I really didn't. I um, – I'm in, you know, in the, in the uh, leadership of the Senate of Merlin, president of the National Black Caucus of State Legislators Nationwide, get to interact with legislators all across the nation, helping to set policy and change uh, the environment for uh, African-Americans, other minorities, and pulling people together all across uh, the country to focus on issues that I think are relevant around economic development and creating equity in this nation. So I was not looking for this opportunity. Um, I, everybody knows that this is my second go-round shot at becoming mayor. Uh, but, you know, five years ago, I supported, uh, I ran against Stephanie Rollins-Blake for mayor. Um, but I, one of the things that we committed to when we ran was to be positive about the city, to focus on the issues. And as I said to her, you know, for me at that time, it was about vision and what I saw as a pathway to successful Baltimore. But at the end of the day, my focus would always be on the message and not the person. Because at the end of the day, I wanted to be able to win, lose, or draw to walk across the street and have a conversation with the mayor, whether it's myself or someone else who was running against me. And, and after losing that particular election, uh, I ran into uh, Stephanie Rollins-Blake, uh, Mayor Stephanie Rollins-Blake at a parade and 
asked her if we could have that conversation. And she and I marched together uh, at a community parade, and she offered me a ride back to my car. And, and a few weeks later, we sat down and had uh, lunch together and have been good friends since. Well, that's that's great, and that shows that if you do get elected, there'll be some continuity of what's what's going oh, on. Absolutely, it's been uh, great working with her, and uh, beginning to uh, we got to wait till November the eighth. We got right. we got to get elected, and uh, and then we'll work on a transition. I think that's period. five weeks from today. Yeah, almost less than that. Yep. Yep. Five weeks today five is weeks the today is the election. Yes. This is a Tuesday. Very excited. Well, early voting starts. Yes. In two more. Weeks. Yeah. So you mentioned a vision. So what is that vision of Baltimore City that you want to see accomplished? Well, there there's several things. When I think about, you know, I always tell people, when you lift the least, you lift all of us. But when I think about the three thousand people who sleep on our streets every day, the seventy six thousand people who are unemployed the 25% of the population that doesn't have a high school diploma, the 38% of the population that doesn't read above the eighth grade, and the lack of equity and inclusion and diversity and business opportunities in the city. You know, I think they're all things that can be uh, worked on. I, I think about the crime problem that the city has uh, and the need for more community public relations and relationships, and I see that changing. Uh, there's a lot to tackle, but at the same time, I think part of it is about how we lead people and pull people together and get us all focused and working on these issues and putting some uh, solutions that are transparent that people can really see an end to whatever those problems you decide that you want to tackle. So you've mentioned a number of things. Yes. So let's start with uh, the high unemployment in, in Baltimore City. Yes. How do you propose to tackle that process, well, that problem? And well, it is a problem. It is a problem. And so let me tell you that one thing that we don't lack uh, creation of is jobs in and around Baltimore City, 25,000 jobs at the port. You think about what Port Covington is going to bring to the city. You look at um, what's happening in Arundel Mills, which is right outside the city. Uh, you think about Amazon. Uh, we've we got twenty five over twenty five thousand jobs being generated just today, and that's not even going to the complete p private and public sector of the city. So, my thought was, and this was interesting because I woke up one morning about four thirty in the morning, and I was thinking about seventy six thousand people who are unemployed. And I know some people have heard this story before, and I said, "My God, in this day and age of technology, please help me understand why we can't take jobs to people, because we know." And I tell people we don't need to study the problems of Baltimore anymore because everybody has studied them. University of Baltimore's uh, Baltimore Neighborhoods Indicators Alliance, uh, uh, Baltimore Neighborhood Indicators Alliance has outlined for the city of Baltimore where unemployment is at its highest. We know, for example, that the Old Town Mall area is the number one unemployed area in the city, Cherry Hill being among the top 10. And so my thought was, why can't we mobilize, create mobile units, instead of trying to set up offices all over the place, Let's create mobile units and go directly to the citizens and, you know, stop on these in these neighborhoods, go out, talk to people, you know, work on getting and set goals for, you know, hiring people on a regular basis. So my thought was, can can I have seven mobile units going to seven different parts of the city? So by my, I don't mean to interrupt, but I am going to interrupt. What do you mean by mobile units? These are units that will mobile units that have uh, job information, because in this day and age of technology, we can download those that information of where jobs are 
or into mobile units, go out into those neighborhoods and communities and talk to people about getting them employed. And let me just say, so the, four, uh, let me finish because okay, at 4.30 please. in the morning, it sounds like a good idea. You know, <laughs> a lot of things sound I've, good. I've had some good ideas at yeah, that time of the morning as well. It sounds good. And so I said, well, let me just, at 7.30 in the morning, I, I, I called up a, a, a corporate executive and I said, I want to run this idea by you. And he started laughing. I said, well, maybe it's not such a great idea. But I had also done some research and I knew that Milwaukee was doing something very similar with laptops going out into the neighborhoods and talking directly to people and getting them on, getting them employed. And so he started laughing and I said, what's wrong? He says, I'm not laughing at you. I'm laughing because I had this conversation with the library some months ago and we've developed a mo mobile unit for them. Cost us about 350000 to outfit it, put the data and information there. And so they want to, he said, but what they don't have is what you have, you know, setting specific goals for hiring people um, and going directly to specific communities based on data and information that's available to us. And so I said, great, had another conversation with another major corporation there. They're, you know, they're willing to do the same thing. So now we have two. And so I'm looking at five to seven with a goal of combining them with the Office of Employment Development instead of people sitting in their offices go on these units, go out to those neighborhoods, get people uh, employed with the goal of employing X amount of people a day. You know, if you got seven units and you say you got to employ 10 people a day, that's 70 people a day, that's 350 a week, that's 17,000. And, and in four years, you could really tackle the problem. That's if everything is perfect and we know that it's not. Right. So one of the problems that I, I know in talking, I've had a number of people, guests on the show, talking about the issue of transportation in Baltimore. Mm -hmm. If you actually go out and take the job opportunities, which you're talking about, mm -hmm. out to them, mm -hmm. then how do you, once they have the opportunity, how do we get them from a Cherry Hill, for example, right. to Canton? Mm -hmm. well, or Cherry Hill, if the jobs happen to be in Owings Mills or Hunt Valley, how do we get them when we have a very antiquated right. and uh, the, and that, transportation and those system? Those are the conversations that we are, we're having at the state level. And one of the things, like when I talked to David Hillman, who's built up Anne Arundel County, he says, you know, about 60 percent of my workers come from Baltimore City, but it takes them two and a half hours to get there, two and a half hours to get back. That's five hours of traveling. I'm talking to Arundel Mills, which takes you 20 minutes, to, you know, 10 to 15 minutes to drive from downtown. So why wouldn't you create a rapid bus system that goes directly to the airport to Arundel Mills? You know, start out with vans. Let's get people to work every day. And so that's part of the conversation that you have with the city, the state, your surrounding counties. How do we make, you know, how do we make it easier for people to get to work? Well, I think that's a, uh, a great idea. Let's When we come back from the commercial break, we'll continue the conversation uh, with Catherine Pugh, the Democratic candidate for mayor. Uh, I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors. And as we go to the break, we have the traffic update. And later in the show, I have the AHA Business Trivia Contest. Uh, again, I'm Can Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors, and this is AHA Business Radio on CBS Sports Radio, 1300 AM. This 
latest check on traffic is brought to you by MGM National Harbor. We'll start with delays on the inner loop uh, this evening coming up from 95. Pretty heavy now as you head up toward Liberty Road. Also looking at delays on the inner through Towson from Charles Street to Perrin Parkway. Now along the uh, 95 corridor coming out of the city, it's going to be slow now from 395. You're jammed solid as you head in toward the uh, Fort McHenry Tunnel. BW Parkway heading northbound. Just got word of a crash. It is just after Nursery Road and looking at delays coming in from a Ronald Mills Boulevard now. The wait is almost over. Get ready for innovative dining, Vegas caliber entertainment, and a casino floor bigger than the White House. MGM National Harbor's grand opening is this December 8th. Please play responsibly for help. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Tony Thornton on CBS Sports Radio 1300. I'm Alan Hirsch, and I believe in making a difference in the lives of others. I help you understand your vision, both professional and personal, discover why you're in business, work with your visions to align them with your why, give you feedback on what is important, and hold you accountable for your decisions. All this so you can improve your life and improve the lives of the people around you. If that sounds like someone you want to work with, give me a call at 443-977-4500. That's 443-977-4500. Looking for a new website for your business? Need some help getting people on your pages? Adventure Web Interactive is your all-in-one website source. Our websites have won multiple awards and recognitions for innovation and design. Choose from services like website design, mobile app development, database integration, SEO, social media marketing, and content writing. Call Adventure Web today for a free consultation at 410-788-7007 or click on advp.com. Did you know that in 2015, there was over a billion dollars in theft? Construction sites are being targeted for their copper and equipment. Personal injury claims for retailers are up 74%. Your employees spend two-thirds of their day shopping online and using social media. SOS Tech Group offers comprehensive surveillance solutions to battle this growing epidemic. Call 410-559-7020 or visit sostechgroup.com for more info. I read the Baltimore Business Journal, and so should you. The BBJ is the region's leading business-to-business news organization. If it relates to business, the BBJ has it. Learn who is growing, what your competition is doing, who the movers and shakers are, and how to reach them. Visit BaltimoreBusinessJournal.com for breaking news throughout the day. Sign up for daily newsletters. Follow your favorite reporters as they break news via online stories and Twitter. And read the paper each Friday for a deep dive into the stories that matter most. Symphony Placements is Baltimore's leader in flexible staffing and human resource solutions. From temp to perm, direct hire, and payroll outsourcing, Symphony Placements continues to exceed their clients' expectations. Woman-owned, certified minority business, and ranked on the Inc. 5000 list. A full-service staffing agency that specializes in administrative, legal, healthcare, IT, call centers, hospitality, and convention services. They bring harmony to your staffing. Visit symphonyplacements.com for additional information. That's symphonyplacements.com. Visit the Power of Age Expo at the Maryland State Fairgrounds on October 26-27. Empower yourself and your family with the latest information and resources. Visit with more than 275 exhibitors, vendors, special feature areas. Enjoy the entertainment. Obtain free health screenings. Visit the Veteran Muster and much more. For information, go to SeniorExpoOnline.com. For sponsorship and or exhibitor details, please call 410-887-2012. 
Now back to AHA Business Radio, creating AHA moments for business, by business, and about business. Once again, here's your host, Alan Hirsch. Uh, welcome back to the show. My guest tonight uh, is Catherine Pugh. She's in the studio. She's a Brown State Senator and the Democratic candidate for mayor. If you have any questions or comments, please call 410-481-1300. Love to have your input and questions uh, uh, for the... uh for Catherine Pugh, the Democratic candidate for mayor. To hear input from you all out in the audience, please give us a call. So one of the things we talked about uh, uh, was about the jobs. Mm-hmm. The other part, how do we build, and how do you plan to build some of the, besides just those jobs, uh, economic development in Baltimore City? There, there are areas of the city mm-hmm. where there's no retail. Absolutely. There are no supermarkets. You're so right. You're so how right. To, how do we develop jobs in those areas of the city? But let me just say, because we should acknowledge that they, there are more supermarkets in the city now in probably the last decade. Correct. Yeah. I know so the one done, what, in Howard Park that opened. Howard Park, Mondawmin. Um, uh, you've got, uh, you know, the fresh... Uh, Fresh food markets down now. downtown in East Baltimore right. in yeah, the East, right. Uh, East Harbor. Right. So we we have to acknowledge that they are growing. But let me just say, uh, when I think about economic development, I'm actually headed to New York uh, to meet with Bloomberg uh, in the morning uh, because they have what they call the Bloomberg School of Government that helps mayors all around the world. And sitting down with Ron Daniels, the president of Johns Hopkins University. Uh, he offered to provide me with information on the Bloomberg School of Government. And a couple of weeks ago, I was invited to New York to celebrate the 100th anniversary of the Bloomberg School of Public Health. And uh, I met... So people don't know, this is, I believe, is all affiliated with the Johns Hopkins University here in Baltimore. Yes, because (laughs) Bloomberg, um, people don't know this, probably don't know, went to Johns Hopkins University. Yes. Just gave them $360 million dollars. Which which was the latest contribution? Which is the it's latest. been it's, yeah, because I'm sure it's given them. Probably I'm probably over billion, over half a billion dollars yeah, already. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, um, so I got to meet. I got earlier to meet with the Bloomberg School of Government. Talk about some of my major concerns, and one of them is economic development, because uh, under Schaefer we created what was called the Baltimore Development Corporation, but we don't. And and I challenge people to take a look. If you look at Baltimore County, Prince George's County, Howard County, everybody has an economic development department. Even the state of Maryland has an economic development commerce department. So whose responsibility is it to go out and attract new business, to market new business, to, to bring business, to create more jobs, to make sure that employers stay here and grow? Whose responsibility is it to create a retail strategy for the city that currently does not exist and, you know, we're very developer-driven in the city, which is, in some ways is good, but at the same time, we have to participate in that so that we create the retail corridors and support the retail car. Look at Baltimore Street on the west side. I mean, it's just, it's devastated. But yet, we now see University of Maryland coming over to that side of town, so that creates an opportunity to develop those neighborhoods and communities. Who's going to be and, responsible? And what is it called? It's Pigtown, and what's the... It's um, called uh, the Biotech. Biotech, Biotech Park, Park that's the on the other side of Martin right. Luther King Boulevard. And the Southwest Partnership <laughs> and the Main Streets Carter, because I've actually invested in that area because I have a little dress shop down there on Washington Boulevard because I believe that it's going to be one of the up-and-coming areas of the city. But we need to, and I've got Bloomberg looking at this. So what I've done uh, and my team has done was have conversations with the Bloomberg School of Government around areas that we're really concerned about, you know, rebranding Baltimore, crime, 
education, economic development, um, quality of life for all of us. Uh, what cities, what five cities in America are, are, have gotten it right? What are some of the things that we need to be looking at in terms of rebranding Baltimore? What is it that we need to do to create a more vibrant economic development city? And how do we deal with that at the same time, deal with the problems of drug addiction, uh, homelessness, and all of those issues that impact us every day? And so um, I tell people that this is an opportunity for us to look at where we are and say, how do we do this better than we've done it before? And I think that every mayor that follows another mayor should do it greater than the mayor that they uh, well, follow. it's like anything else. You follow on the shoulders of the people before you. Absolutely. And you build on and, their and successes. Absolutely. And you, and you examine where they weren't successful. Exactly. And you create uh, uh, new visions and new strategic thinking around what needs to be done. Well, that's why when I campaigned and I, I stayed positive and I talked about the glass being half full as opposed to half empty. I mean, vacancy of values has some values, but can we do it better than we're currently doing it? <laughs> you know, I, I, I got to tell you about this conversation I was having with Ron Daniels on. Before you do that, I just want to remind all the listeners that I have Catherine Pugh, the Democratic candidate for mayor in the studio with me. If you have any questions or comments, please call 410-481-1300. So I was sitting down Labor Day weekend and uh, the president of Johns Hopkins University and I decided to have a cup of tea on Labor Day weekend, Monday, I think well, Monday, that's when Labor Day is. And so we were sitting down talking and he was asking me about my vision for Baltimore. And I said, do you realize that the city owns 15,000 board of houses and there are probably another 15,000 that are owned by private folks? And I said, I, one of the questions that I want to ask of Bloomberg and one of the things that I'm thinking is, how do we, how do we as a city, uh, as, as the person who prays to be the next mayor, say on day one, you know, I need you to have a plan if you privately are holding uh, properties in Baltimore City. And if you don't give me a plan in 90 days, we can claim eminent domain. But, you know, can you afford to do that? And secondly... Can we create a lottery system? Because the Dollar House program obviously worked. I was going to ask Schaefer. that question on it this comment. It, it worked during Mayor Schaefer. Right. But what? what um, 40 years ago. 40 years ago. But we at that time, there was more federal dollars flowing into the city under the Urban Development Action Grant money, which is what helped to create uh, those Dollar House programs for individuals to participate. So I said to him, why can't we create like a lottery type system where, you know, people, uh, whether it's $10, $20 or $100, you join a lottery and we deem areas where, for example, there's 70 boarded up houses that we can redevelop, you know, and so we're going to draw 90 names for those 70 homes and we're going to qualify them and assist them into becoming homeowners and give them those houses and charge them a lower property tax rate because we're trying to lower Assuming our they tax. invest exactly. in the same similar right. type of program, assuming they invest in it, right. you give them the opportunity. And with but interest rates the way they are now. It's great. It's a great time. So, but let me just tell you what happened. I looked at Ron Daniels and I could almost see tears in his eyes. He says, Catherine, I says, what? He said, we're doing that. Have you, have you heard of Eager Village? I was like, no. I haven't either. He said, you got to come. He said, on Saturday, we are drawing names for 42 individuals. We, Johns Hopkins, has invested $35,000 per person. We hope that they show up. We hope that we'll have. Is this part of the side development? Yes. He said, we hope that there'll be 40 people there. And he was like nervous. And so I said, I'm coming. So I get there. Unbelievable. Black, 
white, Latino, Asian, young, old, married, straight, gay, young, families. It was amazing. I got to draw the first 10 names. Oh, that's That's great. All 49 lots gone. All 49. Everybody, they got to pick out their lots and those houses are going up. That's a new development in Baltimore City. New taxpayers in Baltimore City and they can walk to work. And with 15,000... We can do that. And so what he was showing me is that if we can do it there, we can do it everywhere. Absolutely. You you think about Park Heights with 65 acres of land to develop, right? Yeah. And that has slots impact money, guaranteed $120 million coming into Park Heights over the next 15 years. And what I've said to Park Heights is stop. Stop. Because you need to be doing what Hopkins is doing. You need to be leveraging opportunity. And this is not social services money. This is money for development. This is not money to cure every social ill in Park Heights. This is money that you can say to a developer, if you invest $10 million, I'll invest the half million for the infrastructure or for those 140-some-odd houses that are vacant on Park Heights Avenue, the entrance and exit to, to Park Heights. You know, we're going to start there first, and we'll invest 25000 in every individual who takes a house in that particular area. You can and, do that. That's what you have money and, for. And I'm, I'm not technically in that, but I would assume you can create— uh, bond programs within this within the city Surely you can. with a loan which pre- prevent the present the low interest loans to those homeowners mm-hmm. that then get and and the payback of the mortgages that the city may provide through that low interest uh, municipal bond will mm-hmm. pay off the bonds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can do that, but I'm telling you, Park, Park Heights is unique, <laughs> and so will uh, other parts of the first district and. And Federal Hill, because uh, they, too, will end up getting slots impact money. Uh, Pigtown will end up getting more. They've got those wonderful developments over there, Camden Crossing. So this is a great time in Baltimore, and people are moving back to our city. I, I think you're right. I think and you see what the two largest, and we'll talk about this a little bit about economic mm-hmm. development. You're talking about the housing, mm-hmm. which I think is utmost important. You need places for people to live. Uh, but Baltimore City and and with the... Uh, the harbor, you've got the two largest unused tracts of land, any harbor in the, probably in the United States, mm-hmm. that are now process of being developed. Port Covington. Port Covington. And which is, uh, I forget how many acres, uh, but 3,100 acres at uh, the former Sparrows Point. I know right. it's in Baltimore County. But it's it's, it's, it's it's still business and, and jobs and everything for uh, right. for the metropolitan for Baltimore right. City employee uh, citizens and so forth. Certainly, it butts right up against Baltimore yeah. City. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, I just met with um, the Anne Arundel County Executive Shu, and we were talking about some of the things that we'll be able to do together. Some of the things that we want to focus on, you know, oh. economic development in both of our areas. Okay. Uh, we have to go to break now. Okay. So when we come back, I'm going to continue the conversation with Catherine Pugh, the Democratic candidate for mayor of Baltimore City. And later in the show, I have the AHA Business Trivia Contest. I'm Alan Hirsch, and this is AHA Business Radio on CBS Sports Radio, 1300 AM. Great athletes have coaches. So should CEOs and business owners. Hi, this is Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors. Owning a business takes drive, desire, and a certain amount of luck. Well, I can't help you with the luck. I can help you make better decisions, giving you a competitive edge. If you own a business, I invite you to contact us. Our goal is to help you align your company vision and your personal lives 
so you'll make and execute better decisions. At Alan Hirsch Advisors, we create those aha moments. Log on to allenhirschadvisors.com for more information. Is your website up to the new Google standards? If it has been a while since your website has been updated, you could be missing out on valuable traffic because potential clients can't find you. At Adventure Web Interactive, our web designers can update your site by optimizing it for search engines and maximizing user experience. Contact Adventure Web today at 410-788-7007 for a free website analysis or visit us on the web at advp.com. It's Girl Scout cookie time. What does a Girl Scout cookie do? It funds our 2018 Disney cruise to the Bahamas. Helping girls learn how to manage money and achieve goals. It puts a smile on the face of a soldier or a local EMT. Helping girls learn good decision-making and business ethics. Girls like me are learning great skills through the Girl Scout cookie sale. Go to gscm.org to find your Girl Scout cookies today. Get Get them before they're they're gone. gone. Why are your potential customers buying from your competitors? And what are you doing about it? Whether you need to increase foot traffic or web traffic, you need a solid plan to reach new customers. Ah, new customers. That's what it's all about, right? At CK Westbury, we can develop and execute a plan designed to reach new customers and build loyalty with your current ones. We are CK Westbury Media and Marketing. 410-832-2426. That's 410-832-2426. Search engine optimization can be critical to the success of any business. Every enterprise wants to solve the mystery of SEO. Here are a few facts. Four times as many consumers would rather watch a video about a product than read text about it. 40% of consumers say that video increases their chances of making an online purchase. Search engines like Google and Bing recognize that consumers stay twice as long if your site has video content. Call LWBizFlix at 443-465-8300 to see how video content can drive your SEO upward. Product videos, website introductions, video testimonials, educational videos, explainer videos, you name it. Call LWBizFlix today at 443-465-8300 or check out their website, lwbizflix.com. That's L-W-B-I-Z-F-L-I-C-K-S.com and get your business on track to maximize your SEO. Now back to AHA Business Radio, creating AHA moments for business, by business, and about business. Once again, here's your host, Alan Hirsch. Welcome back. I'm talking with Catherine Pugh, Democratic candidate for mayor and currently senator of the uh, from the city for the state. And we've been talking about some of her ideas and visions for Baltimore City, if she gets elected in five weeks from today. I just want to put a plug in. It's important. Everybody vote. Please. Whoever you vote for, please go out and vote. It's the most important thing we do as citizens. And I just want to say that uh, I have never, I haven't missed an election since I've eligible to vote. That's how important it is to me. Let me tell you, the reason I thought it was so important to vote, my parents used to get dressed up like they were going to church. Uh, my dad would put on a suit and his hat and my mother, her, her hat and her gloves. So we knew when they walked out that door that they were going to do something that was really important. Yeah. And it wasn't Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, we've been talking about a number of things. One of the things that you've mentioned and we were talking about is um, uh, the crime in Baltimore. Yes. And how do you envision, and it's 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 not just in Baltimore, it's across the country, it it's inner cities. Uh, a lot of it is the... 
reaction between the community and the police. Uh, there's drug crime. So when we talk about vision, what is your vision for changing the one, the attitude and how do we break this continuing cycle of crime in our city? Well, let me just say I sat on the uh, Criminal Justice Reform Commission, actually co-chaired it this past session, and we changed about 23 different areas of law. One was around training and cultural diversity. The other was around looking at all of the issues that relate to policing. Uh, you know, we've uh, taken some things away from police, our police force, like educational opportunities. Uh, we don't uh, educate them at the same, with the same opportunities that we used to. The other issue is how we create that trust in the community for police and police for the community. The respect has to go both ways. And part of that is having civilians sit on trial boards. And what we put into the law— By trial boards, please explain what you mean. Trial not, boards. Not, not trials within the judicial system. No. But you're talking about other kinds of trial boards. Well, well, yes, with the police. In other words, uh, uh, re when police evaluate a issue or a situation, mm -hmm. having civilians on that, not just police. Right. And what you do and what we put in place was training for those individuals. And those individuals would train for at least a year so that they could know what their role and their responsibilities are. They would be selected by the commissioner to serve you know, and it would be two individuals on uh, the police trial board, not the majority, but it is, is important in order to develop that, that trust factor that is really important. I sit on patient safety and quality for the University of Maryland because one of the questions was, was said that, you know, well, you're not a police officer. How do you get, you know, how do you, be, how are you able to, uh, to judge? Uh, well, as, patient, as a patient safety and quality person for the University of Maryland, I'm not a doctor. But I do get to judge whether or not a, 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 the offenses that are done by certain doctors warrant certain responses as a community member. So um, I think that that will go a long way in developing the trust among community members for our police department. And also when you think about 75 percent of your police officers not living in the city and this year uh, with uh, Mayor Stephanie Rawlins-Blake, she and I uh, put in incentives to allow first time to to give to first time responders to live in our city. That includes firemen and police officers, emergency folk, so that we can get more people living in our city. I think it's essential that when you take a paycheck from the city that you live in the city, uh, because when we think about a city that was built for a million people now down to six hundred and forty thousand, there's certainly room for growth. And we have every kind of house that you can possibly think of in Baltimore City, whether it is a high-rise condominium, an apartment building, uh, a single-family home, uh, a row house. They're here. And we have the opportunity to build more. And we have to grow our city. When you think about uh, the power that we've lost in Annapolis because of the shrinkage of our city, we were once a city that had 10 senators sitting in the state of uh, in Annapolis mm -hmm. representing us, a powerhouse. And now we're down to five and a quarter. And if we don't grow our city, we'll be down to five when redistricting comes around. That's right. That's important. And uh, I just want to remind the audience, if you have any questions for Catherine Pure or myself, please call 410-481-1300. So we talk, you just talked about some of the problems. How do we change the environment? How do we 
What are some of the things we can do? Well, first of all, quality of life is a major issue for our city. When you think about how dark Baltimore is and people say, what do you mean? It's dark. It's dark in some neighborhoods. Uh, you can't walk in every neighborhood like you can down in the harbor or around Harbor. So you're East. talking about putting lights, putting more lights in the city. And I've had this conversation with BG&E and other folks, and they're looking at putting additional lighting in communities. We got to brighten up our city. I was in New York two weeks ago and someone asked me, did I need somebody to walk me to the train station at 11 o'clock at night? I said, no, it's bright. It's light. I mean, I don't have any fears walking the streets in New York because it's, it's light and it's bright. We got to brighten up our neighborhoods. And I'm not talking about shining those police lights into communities. I'm talking about just old fashioned street lights, old fashioned, beautiful street lights that illuminate communities and make people feel safe when they're walking around. Okay. One of the questions that I, uh, as we talked before, I, I went to school with Kurt Schmoke, mm -hmm. former mayor. He proposed when he was mayor the idea of decriminalizing uh, drugs mm -hmm. uh, because he felt that would, in a sense, do away with a lot of the crime that we – and this was 30 years ago, I yeah. guess. And now we have. And, and now we have all of the mm – -hmm. what is it, 75, 85 percent of all – of our prisoners or drug-related drug crime? crimes, right. What is your thought on, on that process? Well, I do think we have too many people who are incarcerated for drug, uh, drug crimes. And I think we have too many people who are incarcerated because they have drug addiction problems, which means in many cases they're mental, uh -huh. mentally, Ill, mentally ill people who have issues. And we, right, we're, not dealing, we're not dealing with the mental health issues that many of them face. And as you well know, back in the early... Um, 70s when we shut down most of the mental health institutions and people don't have places to go. I mean, that creates what we see on our streets okay. every day, the homelessness and the helplessness. And so we really got to focus on all of those issues. Okay. Do have a caller? Okay. Caller Ronald from Baltimore. Ronald, you on the air? You there? Yes, I am. Okay. You have a question or a comment? Yes, I want to know her plan for installing or what is her idea about putting trash cans around the city? Well, I think that's a great question. Thank you, for thank Ron. Thank you for calling, which we'll uh, answer that offline. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, let me tell you why that's a great question. Um, I was in a meeting once and I asked someone, uh, this was a city leaders, about trash cans at bus stops. And I started taking pictures of trash cans that are overflowing in our city. There's some parts of our city where we got to clean more than once a week, whether that's North Avenue, and we got to have trash cans at every bus stop. You can't put a bench at a bus stop and not put a trash can because people sit down, they come to the bus stop, they got their coffee in their hand. You can't get on the bus with the coffee. You can't get on the bus with the bun. Uh, you got to <laughs> throw it away. And so where do you throw it? So where do you throw it? If there's no trash can at the bus stop, you invite people to drop stuff on the ground. I mean, everybody won't stick it in their pocketbook like I would. But, you know, you got to, <laughs> you, you, you have to accommodate. Reminds me of a story about my uncle, but anyway. <laughs> but you have to accommodate. Yeah, and we want a clean city. That's part of the quality of life for people. And so, you know, I want our streets to be clean. I want a better quality of life. And I want trash cans at every bus stop. And I want us to feel great about our city. And part of it is what we do. You know, um, you know, Schaefer, when he was mayor, he made a game out of it, trash ball. Right. I get upset when I see somebody throw trash out the window. My brother told me I had to stop, you know, yelling at people uh, about that because somebody might do something that's not really healthy for me. <laughs> so, so I don't want to yell at people. I want everybody to take pride in the city as I do. 
Um, going back just a little bit on the public safety issue, yeah. because I think this all ties in. Um, I remember a time when you would walk into a classroom and you would ask the, the class, how many people want to be police officers? Young boys' hands would fly up in the air. That doesn't happen today. Right. And so you got to ask yourself, why is that? And so, and it's interesting because I say, so, you know, I was a safety patrol person. And then I, so I, so was I. I was a safety patrol person. Everybody I know, at least in my generation, uh, were safety patrolled. So I had this conversation with our police commissioner. I said, can you imagine uh, creating safety patrols and giving, you know, you got to be at least in the sixth grade and you have to have good grades, you know, to qualify. Can you imagine what that instills in the minds of young people? Well, there's a question that I have. You know, about being, you know, taking responsibility for safety at your school. And, and I just think that that all, you know, when it bubbles up, uh, creates a, a whole different mindset about quality of life, safety, and cleanliness of your communities and your well, neighborhoods. Uh, we, again, we have to go to our next break. And when we come back, I'll have the AHA Business Trivia Contest and continue my discussion with Catherine Pugh, Democratic candidate for mayor. I'm Alan Hirsch of Alan Hirsch Advisors. This is AHA Business Radio on CBS Sports Radio, 1300 AM. I'm Alan Hirsch, and I believe in making a difference in the lives of others. I help you understand your vision, both professional and personal, discover why you're in business, work with your visions to align them with your why, give you feedback on what is important, and hold you accountable for your decisions. All this so you can improve your life and improve the lives of the people around you. If that sounds like someone you want to work with, give me a call at 443-977-4500. That's 443-977-4500. Is your website up to the new Google standards? If it has been a while since your website has been updated, you could be missing out on valuable traffic because potential clients can't find you. At Adventure Web Interactive, our web designers can update your site by optimizing it for search engines and maximizing user experience. Contact Adventure Web today at 410-788-7007 for a free website analysis or visit us on the web at advp.com. At Offit Kerman, we do things differently. Clients choose us because we understand business. And we're innovative problem solvers. We are attorneys who help business owners excel in both their professional and personal lives and in the most productive and cost-effective manner. That's what makes us the perfect legal partner for maximizing and protecting your business value and individual wealth. We are a full-service law firm. We are off at Kerman. How can we help you? I read the Baltimore Business Journal, and so should you. The BBJ is the region's leading business-to-business news organization. If it relates to business, the BBJ has it. Learn who is growing, what your competition is doing, who the movers and shakers are, and how to reach them. Visit BaltimoreBusinessJournal.com for breaking news throughout the day. Sign up for daily newsletters. Follow your favorite reporters as they break news via online stories and Twitter. And read the paper each Friday for a deep dive into the story that matter most. Symphony Placements is Baltimore's leader in flexible staffing and human resource solutions. From temp to perm, direct hire, and payroll outsourcing, Symphony Placements continues to exceed their clients' expectations. Woman-owned, certified minority business, and ranked on the Inc. 5000 list. A full-service staffing agency that specializes in administrative, legal, healthcare, IT, call centers, hospitality, and convention services. They bring harmony to your staffing. Visit symphonyplacements.com for additional information. That's Symphony Placements. 
The Maryland Construction Network is an innovative construction association representing the entire construction community. With premier networking events, relevant educational programs, and unique and creative ways to market and promote your business. The question is, why not the Maryland Construction Network? It's affordable and it's effective. As a business coach, I recommend that you check it out for yourself. Visit mdconstructionnet.net to learn more. That's mdconstructionnet.net. Now back to AHA Business Radio, creating AHA moments for business, by business, and about business. And now it's time for tonight's AHA Trivia Question, where you can win great prizes from the AHA Business Radio Show. Call 410-481-1300 if you know the answer. And now with tonight's AHA Trivia Question, here's your host, Alan Hirsch. Tonight's trivia question is, who was the last mayor to serve more than two terms of mayor of Baltimore City? Uh, If you think you know the answer, please give us a call at 410-481-1300. And the winner, the person with the correct answer, will receive a gift certificate to the 1010 American Bistro, a member of the Bagby Restaurant Group. And for those who don't, if have been listening to the show, it's a name I've mentioned. No, you can't answer. I know. <laughs> I know you. I'm sure you do. You've t- we've talked about him on the show, Catherine. So uh, uh, just want to remind everybody, I am so talking to Catherine Drew, Democratic candidate for mayor. So not fair. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's one of the restrictions they uh, they put can't on me. Can't win. Yeah. But we will uh, win. <laughs> well, the... Uh, uh, so one of the things I wanted to talk about that we haven't talked about is education. Yes. And I have a, a cousin who's sold a business, has been doing some teaching, applied for a job as a math teacher at Woodlawn High School. Mm-hmm. And the principal in sitting down with him in an interview and says, you have to understand the vast, vast majority of the kids that come into Woodlawn High School have a math level at third or fourth grade. Mm. What are we? What can we do to improve the education in Baltimore City? And to me, it's not about making them available to to go to college, no, no. because fifty, sixty percent. I don't care what community don't go to college in the first right. place. Mm-hmm. But those who aren't going to college. I don't believe we're properly preparing them in the school system to get jobs. Okay. So what can we do and what are some of your plans with education in Baltimore City? You know, it's what we do with our children at their earliest age that will change the trajectory of our children. And I say that because I am one of seven children whose mother was a stay-at-home mom and my dad went to work every day in a factory. And my mother's job was to teach us how to read, write, and do it. That's how we called it arithmetic. And uh, they had the World Book Encyclopedia. And I used to tell people I thought my parents were the smartest people in the world. Because if I asked my dad where was the Indian Ocean, he'd say, go get I, the World Book Encyclopedia. If I asked my mother uh, who was Madame Curie, she would say, go get C, the World Book Encyclopedia. And while I would sit there at the age of three, because that's how long, that's when they taught me to read. um, I thought, you know, I just had the smartest people, parents in the world because everything I was reading, they already knew. My dad went down to the local school board and got each one of his seven children a desk. And my mother taught us as though she was our teacher in a school system every single day. My mother always says to me that I have an affinity for classical music because she played 
Bach, Beethoven, and Brahms when I was in her womb. And so I'm saying that we have to start much earlier growing and teaching our children. And here's what we're we're doing now. Uh, I don't know if you've heard of Judy Centers. No, I don't. I've not. Judy Centers start teaching our children at six weeks of age. And so we've got to start teaching our children earlier. And we've got to prepare them earlier. And we've got to make sure that when young people and, and mothers become pregnant, and this is working with the hospitals, what are the five or six things that they should be doing immediately when they learn that they're pregnant that will help change the trajectory of our children? The other thing is that we got to continue to invest in our school system. And um, we have to make our schools ready for young people to learn. The environment has to be uh, made ready for them to learn. I built the first new school in Baltimore along with my cohorts, Fred Zigger and uh, Steve, uh, I'm sorry, Fred Lazarus and Steve Zigger, uh, where I created the Baltimore Design School in the 1500 block of, uh, of Barclay. Just want to interrupt. We do have a, a caller, uh, D- DJ from Baltimore. You on the, you're on the air? Yes, thank you. Hi, Senator Pugh. I heard you speaking on your campaign trail about um, your uh, ideas on senior, improving the senior conditions uh, in the city. What are some of the um, ideas that you have about improving our senior uh, communities, creating senior communities, and um, allowing, um, getting better improvement for the, the senior, uh, seniors in Baltimore City? Well, Oddly enough. Thank you, DJ. Thank you for the question. We'll take it off the air. Thank you. But let me just say, if you look around Baltimore and see some of the things that are going on, we're creating some really neat senior living communities, but we need more. One of the problems I have is that we keep building high rises and not some low rises for people, especially folks who age out of their homes and they want to stay in the neighborhood. They want to stay in the communities and they can't. It's it's also a lot less expensive for government, Mm -hmm. public services, Mm -hmm. uh, and for families Mm -hmm. to age in place. Absolutely. They want to age in place. And it's where people want to be. They want to be at home. They want to be at home. They want to be in their neighborhoods. And so we've got to make resources more um, available to make those homes into transition facilities so people can stay in their homes. we got to create more senior living neighborhoods in our community so that everybody doesn't have to move to other jurisdictions in order to get the services that they need. Seniors ought to be able to walk out of their places over to, they just redid a a beautiful site off of um, Dolphin Street uh, in Baltimore. Everything is brand new, really beautiful, right across the street from a shopping center. Seniors deserve that. And so we need to make sure that more of those are being developed in our city. I looked at a property right there on Schroeder Street, uh, Schroeder and Baltimore Street, completely renovated. We need to do more. And there's some other areas in our city. But seniors deserve to be able to have senior living communities. And as you talked about a little bit earlier, Alan, people have to have the amenities. They got to be able to walk out and walk across the street to the drugstore. They got to be able to go to the grocery store. Absolutely. It's building communities. And so we don't want to just build houses. We want to build neighborhoods and communities. And that's what I'm going to be focused on. Well, thank you very much for that. Uh, Still have the trivia question. Who was the last mayor to serve more? I'll let you answer it in a few minutes uh, to serve more than two (laughs) two terms as mayor of Baltimore City. Uh, And he has been mentioned on the show. That's right. uh, If anybody was listening quite a uh, gem quite yeah, a gem yep so uh, getting back to the education yes. one of my concerns and then in, in knowing the city that we actually have two police forces mm-hmm. 
We have a city police force and, and a school. school police force. And my feeling is and that uh, I've seen in other jurisdictions, let me put it this Absolutely. way, other jurisdictions where the real police are in the schools. Mm-hmm. So you get the students get to know the police officer. If they get into a minor scuffle or a minor situation, they have a police officer they're familiar with and know them. They can help them. Mm-hmm. Well, and, think- and then you have a conflict when the police in the school systems don't want anything to do. And it's creating more problems, more crime. I think more crime and, you know, kids fighting in the playground happened when I was at school and now it's a crime. I mean, it's right. it. Because of the, and I think that's something. I'm I'm making my opinion. I really should say. What are your thoughts on that? Well, let me just say, I, I think that's a conversation worth having, in terms of the combination of the police, the school police, and the city city police officers. And in fact, I've had that conversation with our commissioner because in other jurisdictions they have combined those forces. And it is about um, getting our communities and neighborhoods comfortable with the police department. And so uh, I think uh, between that, the safety patrol, police officers in our schools and children getting to know who their local police officers are and they don't fear them. They see them as someone who's there to protect them and to provide public safety and not to arrest them or to create any harm. Yeah, I, I agree. And and, and uh, the other thing that I see in some of the schools, uh, kids are so enthused about learning. And when they get to school, the environment, they the environment and how do we change that environment? Well, as I said, I built the, working with some folks. We we built one of the first new schools. We got 23 new schools coming to Baltimore. So that's a great thing. So we know that we're going to be renovating and not only renovating, but building new schools in Baltimore. That's a plus. And it's really important that we have a strong public school system. And I tell people this because when you judge cities, when when the outside uh, entities start looking at cities, they, they look at how bad is your crime rate? What is this? You know, what is the safety of your city? How good is your public school system? What is the quality of life? And that means providing all the amenities, whether it's the retail, the supermarkets, the neighborhood. The sports teams, the harbor we have, the access to the ocean, access to the mountains. All those things play a role in terms of the safety of a city and making it more inviting. So uh, uh, it doesn't look like we have a caller with the uh, trivia question. Okay, yes, we do. Uh, We have Carl. Very quickly, Carl, let me get you on the line. Carl, very quickly, what's the uh, answer to the trivia question? Uh, Martin O'Malley. No, no, he's only no, no he's only no, served two no, terms. No. Thank you very wrong, much wrong, for calling, wrong. but you got it wrong. Uh, thank you. Uh, appreciate the call. Uh, act- actually, out, Alan. Catherine, go ahead and tell him. Kurt Schmoke. Yep. Kurt and uh, he and I actually, as I the told The last Ka- mayor aired, served two th- terms. He served three terms. That's right. From 1987 <laughs> to 99. I'm going to donate my gift. And... Uh, uh, <laughs> I actually graduated from high school for, with Kurt, and we're planning our 50th reunion uh, I'm now. I'm going to donate my gift to our board gentlemen. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, Catherine, time's up. Yes. I, I really appreciate it. Before you, before you go, yes. I want to thank you very much for being here. How can our guests, if they want to reach you or your campaign, how do they do that? Um, it's 410-685-PUGH. Uh, that's Pew. And uh, you can always uh, go online, Catherine Pugh for mayor, 
uh, is our website. You can also volunteer at 2201 North Charles Street at our campaign office, the Democratic Party's campaign office. We're really excited. November the 8th, I need everybody out there to vote. Early voting is available for 14 days. We look forward to your participation. And as you said, Alan, it's not about who you vote for. Just vote. Please. Thank you, Catherine. Thank you very much for being here. I appreciate it. I also want to thank my producer, Nathan, for being here. I want to thank Larry Wilner from LB BizFlix, who videotapes the shows for me now. Please join me next Tuesday at 6 p.m. when my guest will be Joanne Williams, the executive director of the Baltimore County Department of Aging. Uh, And we'll be talking about aging in place, among other things. Uh, This has been AHA Business Radio on CBS Sports Radio, 1300 a.m. I'm Alan Hirsch, and I believe in making a difference in the lives of others. I help you understand your vision, both professional and personal, discover why you're in business, work with your visions to align them with your why, give you feedback on what is important, and hold you accountable for your decisions. All this so you can improve your life and improve the lives of the people around you. If that sounds like someone you want to work with, give me a call at 443-977-4500. That's 443-977-4500. It's Girl Scout cookie time. What does a Girl Scout cookie do? It funds our 2018 Disney cruise to the Bahamas. Helping girls learn how to manage money and achieve goals. It puts a smile on the face of a soldier or a local EMT. Helping girls learn good decision making and business ethics. Girls like me are learning great skills through the Girl Scout cookie sale. Go to gscm.org to find your Girl Scout cookies today. Get Get them before before they're they're gone. gone. I'm Alan Hirsch, and I trust my digital marketing to the experts at Adventure Web Interactive. They have grown my Twitter following by 400%, increased my web views by 200%, and helped me reach new audiences. From content creation to social media management, Adventure Web has been an invaluable partner in helping me maximize my online presence. Contact them today at 410-788-7007 or visit them on the web at advp.com. I read the Baltimore Business Journal, and so should you. The BBJ is the region's leading business-to-business news organization. If it relates to business, the BBJ has it. Learn who is growing, what your competition is doing, who the movers and shakers are, and how to reach them. Visit BaltimoreBusinessJournal.com for breaking news throughout the day. Sign up for daily newsletters. Follow your favorite reporters as they break news via online stories and Twitter. And read the paper each Friday for a deep dive into the stories that matter most. At Offit Kerman, we do things differently. Clients choose us because we understand business and we're innovative problem solvers. We are attorneys who help business owners excel in both their professional and personal lives and in the most productive and cost-effective manner. That's what makes us the perfect legal partner for maximizing and protecting your business value and individual wealth. We are a full-service law firm. We are off at Kerman. How can we help you? Did you know that in 2015, there was over a billion dollars in theft? 
Construction sites are being targeted for their copper and equipment. Personal injury claims for retailers are up 74%. Your employees spend two-thirds of their day shopping online and using social media. SOS Tech Group offers comprehensive surveillance solutions to battle this growing epidemic. Call 410-559-7020 or visit sostechgroup.com for more info. Looking for a new website for your business? Need some help getting people in your pages? Adventure Web Interactive is your all-in-one website source. Our websites have won multiple awards and recognitions for innovation and design. Choose from services like website design, mobile app development, database integration, SEO, social media marketing and content writing call adventure web today for a free consultation at 410-788-7007 or click on advp.com visit the power of age expo at the maryland state fairgrounds on october 26 27 empower yourself and your family with the latest information and resources Visit with more than 275 exhibitors, vendors, special feature areas. Enjoy the entertainment. Obtain free health screenings. Visit the Veteran Muster and much more. For information, go to SeniorExpoOnline.com. For sponsorship and or exhibitor details, please call 410-887-2012. The opinions expressed in the preceding paid program do not necessarily represent those of WJZ AM 1300, CBS Radio, its employees and sponsors. Sports Radio 1300 is WJZ Baltimore, WJZ HD3, Catonsville, Baltimore, the flagship station for Towson Tigers football and Towson Tigers basketball. CBS Sports Radio.